0: And I just started to watch it gain momentum. And like the first week, I think it got up to like 240,000 views. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. And my follower count started to go up and I was at 6,200 followers. And I remember, like, I think it was like a week and a half in, I hit 10,000 followers. And I was like, oh my God, swipe up. Like I get the swipe up. And I was telling all my girlfriends, I hit 10,000 followers, this is amazing. Little did I know that was just the tip of the iceberg. Hello, and welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. I'm so grateful that you are here and I wanted to share something with you. Over the past two months, I have been working to overcome some burnout and navigate a pretty big shift in my life and business. And as a result, I have felt called to go more inward, slow down, and really create some space for myself. And I'm a huge believer that anything i create from a place of hustle or have to energy not only does me a disservice but it does you one as well because it doesn't feel truly authentic or aligned and i always want to be serving and creating from a place of alignment of excitement and authenticity so as a result i've taken a summer break when it comes to new episodes here on the boldly courageous podcast but you can expect a brand new season In the beginning of August, along with a new look and feel, I'm so excited about that. However, I realize that I've been a guest on so many amazing shows, sharing stories and insights and wisdom that I believe you would really enjoy. So instead of releasing new original episodes on the podcast, I'll be sharing episodes of other podcasts that I've been guests on to give you some perspective. So over the next coming weeks, you can expect to hear from some of the most amazing podcast hosts and people that I love. So, with
1: that being said, let's dive into the episode. Oh, yes. Welcome in for another episode of the Defund Old School Network Marketing Radio Show. I'm your boy, AJ, and today I've got a very special guest in the house, uh, Melissa Martin, and she'll be joining us here in just a second. Actually, she's on my screen right now. How are you doing, Melissa? <laughs> um, We've got tons of great stuff that we want to get here to today. Before I do that, I do I do want to just kind of make some announcements of the, some things that we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks. Uh, first off, if you have not already done so, please, please, please go get a copy of the Defunding Old School Network Marketing book. It is free. It will help you to start understanding what people are doing to get out of these traps of the old school network marketing syndrome and start getting into some real freedoms. And so right now the book is free for as long as I've got those supplies. All you got to do is go over to DOSNWMbook.com, pick up your copy there. And I, I we have been talking also about the upcoming upcoming webinar training for cash flow networkers. And I, I will tell you this right now, we are actually going to open up that training center, early, and we're going to do it for those that have already picked up a copy of the book. So uh, that's kind of another enticement just to go out and get the book, start reading, start implementing, and doing whatever you got to do. So I just wanted to get that stuff out of the way so we could get to our special guest here today. Okay, so um, most of my guests so far have been people that I've known. And I just actually met Melissa for the first time just a couple of minutes ago. So this is going to be a little bit different, but I've been excited. I've been watching her energy on social media. Uh, This is somebody that's that's going to be able to talk to us from both sides, not just the the network marketing side, but also the coaching side of it. She's earned over a million dollars in network marketing. So this is not just somebody that's talking to you about some fantasies or some You know, some theories and some concepts that she hasn't tried out. So excited to hear what she has to share. She's a performance coach for other entrepreneurs and network marketers. And some of you may see the post that that we did just recently on IG kind of hinting to this Uh, interview coming up. But this is a young lady who had a reel. So for those of you that are still new to the social media game, reel is Instagram's new version of TikTok, I guess is the best way to describe it. Uh, But she had a reel go viral with 8 million views and over 30 new followers in two weeks. So that's a big deal. Like I remember before people used to say things like, Oh, well, it doesn't really matter how many followers, but you're going to see how she's been able to to utilize that to her advantage. Uh, And she didn't know this until a couple of minutes ago. But that's actually how I found her to begin with was from her reel. So I want to welcome to the call, Miss Melissa Martin. Thank you so much for being here. I know you're busy. I know you got tons of stuff going on and you're here with us. So thank you.
0: Thank you so much. This is literally uh, one of my favorite things to do is connection and deep conversations. So this is just an equal energy exchange for me as much as it is is for you. So thank you for having
1: me. Yeah. What, so so fill in the blanks for us. Tell us whatever I didn't already share that you want people to know. Um, obviously, they can always go find you on social media and we'll give them your contact information later. But um, what do we need to know about you to, to get a lot from today?
0: Yeah, so I think it's important to know that behind every social media account, no matter who you see, uh, is a real person that's been through some things, that's had defining moments, that has good days, that has bad days. You know, my demeanor overall is positive and optimistic, but, you know, this week alone, I've cried, I've laughed, I've struggled, I've had hard conversations, and I'm a human just like everybody else. And I'm sure that we will talk about some of these moments, but... I do believe that the defining moments and the rock bottom places that I've been been through have ultimately given me an opportunity to learn lessons that have shaped me into the person that I am today, that have given me the opportunity to express my gifts and then pay that forward and help others in the world. So I guess my big message would be that no matter where you are in life, it's exactly where you are meant to be. And you can use that as a catalyst for growth if you choose to.
1: Yes. And so uh, one of the things that attracts people to others is their energy. And you talked about that you've been up and down and all over the place. I saw your post. And uh, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, she was in a wheelchair in a post this week, but she was giving the thumbs up and smiling, which was more than most people can can say for when they have things like that. And I won't, I won't ask you to tell us what happened, but um, we all go through that stuff, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Let's just say it involved vodka and high heels, bad combination.
1: <laughs> Remember. So I, I've been a DJ for two decades, so I've seen my fair share of vodka and high heels incidents. So we will just leave it right there, but hopefully you had a good time.
0: I did. And no high heels were damaged in the process. The shoes nope. are okay. fine. So they, Most they, importantly, the shoes are fine. <laughs>
1: that, that was probably the first thing you checked right before, before the adrenaline wore off. Yes. I understand. So, OK, so you're on the East Coast. I'm in Denver. You're in Georgia now. or Actually, you're in California today, but you live in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, what's been the most exciting thing that you've seen? Because I know that there's a lot of stuff going on right now. People are trying to reinvent themselves during this pandemic and how they can still run network marketing businesses. What's been the most exciting thing that you've seen with with social media that you've either been able to capitalize on personally or that you are coaching your other students to, to work with?
0: I love social media. I just want to say that I've had so many amazing conversations with people. And I think the intention behind social media is the social aspect of it. And I got on social media or I should say Instagram in 2012. And I feel like social media and Instagram have gone through this like evolution where in the beginning it was used more as like a blog, uh, like a, a visual blog where people would post their food and they'd post their workouts. And then You started to see influencer marketing pick up where you saw these beautiful curated feeds that were so like aesthetic and this um, hot like highly digital, um, highly photoshopped, highly edited wave of social media started to come through and it almost it it almost mimicked what what's happened in print media with magazines and things like that that are highly Mm -hmm. photoshopped and you start to see this highlight reel Mm -hmm. and it, on the one hand, it's like this voyeurism of people want to be in the cool crowd, and they want to be popular, and they want to connect with these people that they put on a on a pedestal, right? So this influencer marketing idea. Mm-hmm. But we're seeing a shift away from that, and I love this, especially specifically for network marketing, because you're starting to see people like read through the lines on this, like perfectly curated feed where it's not realistic for 99% of the population to look that good all the time or to have that perfect of a feed. And it's like, no, I want to see the real you. Like I want to see the messy stuff. I want to see the relatable stuff. And I think that network marketers have such an opportunity to shine and to be one percent different than the next person. And that's what really creates magnetism. That's what creates connection. That's what creates relatability. And you're starting to see like people can kind of sniff out in authenticity. If you're out of alignment or integrity, if you're not 100% all in on who you are, it can show up as Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome or copycat syndrome. And I mean, we can go down a rabbit hole on this, but I have a real issue I love network marketing. I love it. I love it. I love it. And also I have some issues with it, right? And I, I love the power of duplication. I, I think network marketing is like entrepreneurship with training wheels. There's no other industry that you can really step into that I know of that gives you a system and a plan to follow. But unfortunately, that leads to imitation. And your imitation of someone else will never show up as, as powerful as your um definition of yourself, like just be you. And I think we're starting to see that shift now in social marketing and digital sales. And that's what I'm seeing through like this transition of 2020 is people are like, no, I want to see the real you because I don't have another way to do that. I can't connect with you in quote unquote real life. So how can you utilize a, a digital platform like Instagram to create a deeper sense of connection when we can't connect in real life?
1: Well, the, you're absolutely right. And I think it's more attractive when people know that you're not perfect too. I, I went to a funnel hacker event. So I'm a, I'm a big funnel hacker with ClickFunnels. And I went to an event a couple of years ago and a girl named Rachel P- Peterson was on stage or a woman named Rachel Peterson was on stage. And she was talking all about vulnerability. I remember this being my love hate relationship with never marketing as well was the, the idols that I had when you realized that okay, maybe that's not, <laughs> you know, who who they've said they are is not who we're seeing behind the scenes. So I think it's better that people are able to just see you for who you are. And I think that's a good segment, uh, segue into what I want to do next was help people to see who you are in a different light. So I warned you that this was going to happen, but I didn't tell you what, what the questions are. I do this each time. I know you're excited for it. I have two questions for you. And I just want you to go with whatever comes to your head. I, I don't want it to be politically correct. I don't want it to be what people should hear. I want people to hear Melissa Martin. So I've got two questions. One is, here's the title, What the Heck? The other one is just a simple interview question. So which one would you like me to choose from?
0: Let's go with What the Heck first. What the heck? i like, heck? Okay. that sounds scary.
1: <laughs> All right, well, you've got your headphones on. So this is, you're actually halfway through this one. Here's the question. If you could sing a duet with anyone, who would it be?
0: I mean, Bradley Cooper was the first name that came to my mind, and I don't know why, but I guess I'm just thinking about that movie with, with him the, and Lady, Lady Gaga.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: I don't know why. That, that's just the first thing that came mind. I've into, not
1: seen I the movie, but I, I've seen the, 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 I've heard the song. The
0: movie is so good, and honestly, I this doesn't happen often, but there are certain movies that I watch, and every time I wish the ending were different. And it's like it obviously doesn't change, but I'm like, I I want it to be different. I want the ending to be different. And I watch it every time and I hope that it will be different. And it's not. And there's only a few movies that are like that, but that is definitely
1: so one what's, of them. what's the name of that movie? Do you remember? The Star is Born. And what's the star it about?
0: Is
1: born. What's it about? It's a
0: remake of an older movie, but it's basically about this like rock star guy that um has a drinking problem and he walks into a bar one night and this waitress is there and she well she's not um working she's there drinking and um she is an amazing singer but she she like at moonlights at she sings at a drag bar a drag like bar oh, but she's not she's not okay. directly but they love her because she's an amazing singer and he's there drinking and he sees her performing and they connect and they fall in love and it's this whole story of her rise to fame and and his
1: okay so she's the star that's born in the movie. she okay.
0: becomes born through this process and it's through their love that her her light starts to shine but he just can't hold space for it and it starts to call forward all of his own worthiness and his triggers of where he stands and his gifts and it's, uh, you know, his core wound of being accepted and being worthy and being good enough because he was abandoned by his dad. And um, you know, I, it's such a beautiful story, but it's also an interesting dynamic. And I I think this relates to network marketing, right? We can tie it back is like these women join network marketing. A lot of women join network marketing because they're looking for either a way out of pain, whether it's money or time, or they're looking for a way into more purpose. And in the context of that, some of these women rise into leadership and it creates a dynamic shift in their marriage where maybe their husband isn't supportive or the dynamic starts to change in their relationship. And so I know I experienced mm-hmm. this in the marriage that I was in, where my ex-husband had a really hard time holding space for my bigness. And I started to notice that I was kind of holding back and playing small because I didn't want him to feel uh, less talented or less gifted mm-hmm. or less aligned in his purpose. And so- I think a lot of women leaders, alpha leaders in relationships run into the same dynamic that we saw in this movie of how do I allow my light to shine bright without emasculating my partner? And how do I allow them to have their own experience and hold space for me? So it's a great movie.
1: Listen, I feel like you've analyzed this this movie. um... I just did it now. (laughs) Okay. that's because that sounded really good. I mean... I kind of now want to say that everybody should go watch that movie, including myself, but yeah. so here's, this is just my own follow-up question. Is it because of Bradley Cooper's role in the movie or is it for other reasons that we want Bradley Cooper to be the duet?
0: I mean, I think Bradley Cooper's pretty hot. Uh, I would do a duet with him, but I think it was more his role in the movie. And like, it just seemed like it would be a fun thing. Like his energy through the movie. I feel like that would be a fun person to sing a duet with. And he can carry a tune and I can't. So he can definitely lead on that duet. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So no Tupac or Biggie or nothing like that.
0: I would 100% have a duet with (laughs) Tupac and Biggie for sure. For sure. That would actually be amazing.
1: I could do that too. All (laughs) right. (laughs) Question number two here. That was a, that was a good and that was surprisingly quick answer. So you get points for that. What's something weird that you recommend everybody tries at least once?
0: <laughs> oh man, uh, what is something weird? I
1: recommend everyone try? And again, I just pulled them out of the deck, so I I have no role in these. I
0: mean, my answer is not very fun is the first thing that's coming to me, but it's not weird. Um, I want to, I don't like this answer though. So I'm going to, let me think about this. Something weird. I think everyone, you know, I don't know. This probably doesn't sound weird, but I would say like trust your intuition on the very first try instead of questioning it. And I know that's not weird, but for a lot of people that's a weird concept because like we might have a gut instinct on something, but like, we kind of talk ourselves out of it. My original answer was going to be go vegan or try veganism. But like that for me was a gut hit and and i think that a lot of times we have intuition about something or we get a message about something like we were talking about this offline about like the universe will speak to you in subtle ways and if you ignore yeah. it like your life blows up so i feel like if if you were to just trust the nudge even if if you're driving and your intuition says go left and the map says go right like what would happen if you just trusted that and tried that out and see like what would happen i think if more and more people did that they would be surprised at what comes on the other side of that so that's my weird it's not really weird but
1: interesting for
0: some people i think it would be weird
1: well i'm definitely afraid of the vegan thing my best friends uh, are vegan but i don't know how you try that just once like it's it's kind of like a lifestyle change you either do it or you don't but um i do know that you're vegan just from from what you have posted about so um i like i like both of those answers you pass,
0: you pass. (laughs) We can
1: can continue the interview. All right. So those are just a a couple of quick insights into Melissa Martin's mind. And now we're going to talk about Melissa Martin's business, which is helping network marketers get to that next level. So let's talk, let's talk about the real first. That's really where I, I wanted to start this. So the real, and maybe you can explain this better, like the whole process of creating one, because as much as I, tell people listen you got to brand yourself you got to do social media the tiktok the, the the reels i have no clue how to do it i really don't and i feel nervous to ask anybody else <laughs> to teach me how to do it but tell me how this how this reel came about and w- and what it's meant to your business really i think that's a, that's an important thing for people to know
0: yeah well and i think it's again it's a really beautiful uh parallel to what happens when people try something new or they join network marketing you kind of feel like a fish out of water if you don't have any sales experience or you've never done network marketing or you know you join a like let's say a health coaching business or a health uh, network marketing company and you're not a wellness expert it can feel scary to make mistakes and to be judged and to put yourself out there and to try something new and this truly was my resistance to doing reels like i've been Hearing through my network and my mentors and the people that guide me on a regular basis, you gotta get on TikTok, you gotta get on TikTok, like the algorithm, the organic reach. And I was just like, I don't have the bandwidth to learn another platform. Like what I'm doing now is working. Let me just stick with that. And I had a lot of resistance to it. And so when Instagram rolled out its reels functionality, it's it was in response to TikTok. And a lot of my peers were. Seeing success with it, and I'm like, man, you know, I really need to learn this. Like, I really got to get to it. And so, how'd you learn it? Um, I just watched, I just tested it. Like, I just um, I found a reel that I thought was cool. I saved it. So um, that th- you can save anything on Instagram, right? You just like hit the little arrow button and it saves yeah. it to your saved stuff. And so I clicked on the audio, and I just kind of like started messing around with it and testing a few things out to figure it out. And you know i was in between coaching calls one day and it was the first couple of days after i had been sick that i was feeling good so i had washed my hair that day and i you know which is super important same same and yeah and you know and uh i was in between calls and i had like 35 40 minutes and i was like let me just try Like, what's the worst that can happen? And so I found a reel that was very simple. It didn't require any of like the transitions or it was just a straight shot. And I was pointing at some words and it was just me having fun. Like there honestly wasn't any sort of like marketing strategy behind it or sales or I have to teach something. It was like, this feels fun. Let me just try it and see what happens. And the result was mind blowing. Like I had no idea that it would catch fire and
1: And you were just introducing yourself right it was like like this is who i am and this is where i live and that kind of stuff
0: yeah so it was this um song called zodiac and it was this is my age this is my sign and you just kind of point and i mean it's very elementary the song is catchy okay
1: can i ask you just a quick question about this because i've been dying to ask somebody so were you like, were the words on a screen somewhere or you were just pointing and then you edit it later to put the words up there?
0: Yeah. So I just pointed because in my head, I know, OK, I'm going to point to my age and then I'm going to point to this. and I'm going to point here. And I'm like, what would be visually fun? I had practiced it a few times and said, okay. OK, I didn't like that transition or I didn't like the way I looked there. Or, you know, this might get cut off because I was just thinking about like, how is this going to look aesthetically? And um, do I like you know, does it look choppy? And so I practiced it a couple times. And when I finally got the video flow, I went back and I put the words in and yeah.
1: So and anybody that was like at your house watching, you would think you're crazy. Cause you just like going like this pointing to like, air.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is what most people would probably think if they saw me in my house on a regular basis, I just do crazy well, stuff all the time.
1: That, that's just, that's what comes with working from home, right? It's, yes. Everybody yeah, deals it with fun. that. So, so you put this up and you, I cut you off when you were talking about the the results from it, like the, or the, the, I guess the feedback that you started getting.
0: So I, I put it out there and I was just like, okay, cool. Like first reel, who's this? Like, welcome to the reels party. Like, let me know if you have someone that you follow that you love, like drop their Instagram below and let's, you know, have fun together. And I feel like I can't remember, but I think within the first, like few hours it got over 10,000 views and I was like oh my god 10,000 views that's insane and I was texting my girlfriends I'm like hey I just did my first reel like go check it out like share it like give me some love because we support each other in that way and I just started to watch it gain momentum and like the first week I think it got up to like 240,000 views and I was like oh my gosh this is insane and my follower count started to go up and I was at 6,200 followers and I remember Like, I think it was like a week and a half in I hit 10,000 followers and I was like, oh my God, swipe up. Like I get the swipe up and I was telling all my girlfriends like I hit 10,000 followers. This is amazing. Little did I know that was just the tip of the iceberg. And so what happened over the course of the next two and a half weeks was just insane. It, It ended up whoever was sharing it, like it just started to pick up steam. So Instagram said, okay, this is something that people are liking. There's a lot of engagement on it. It's getting views and it starts pushing it out even more. So it creates this like snowball effect.
1: That's and what created the, to, the viral portion of it. Cause yeah, I've gone viral except when I had the flu, maybe, or maybe something like that, but um, that's always <laughs> been a dream of mine to eventually one day say I went viral and you've done it. I
0: mean, I mean, but it, I mean, it just as fast as it started, it stopped. Like at some point, Instagram just turned the spigot off for whatever sure. reason. So it, it was growing at about a million views a day until it hit 8.2 and then it just stopped. So 8.2 million. And it has not gone past that since. And it's been about a month. So I'm it's like that 15 seconds of fame. And then you're done, which is fine. Like, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with 8 million views. I'll take it.
1: Well, I mean, now you could say you're a star. So like when you go to the (laughs) restaurant, you'd be like, do you know who I am? Have you, have you seen my reels?
0: I'm like, it was kind of weird going out that weekend. I wonder if anyone's going to (laughs) recognize me 8 million views. (laughs) I mean, I watched it 7 million times. So there's that, but you know, at least a million other people have
1: seen it. Well, I watched it a couple of times just cause I was like, I need to learn how to do this. So I'm trying to figure out. And I watched, you know, and I, I watched them all over the place. Like I said, that's how I found you to begin with. But I'm like, how are these people doing this? And then you talked about the transitions, the people that do the transitions, they are just like, that's, I haven't gotten there yet. that's another world. Like I yeah. saw one and, and the couple had just got married. So like, they did something and they were on a plane. And the next thing you knew, they were on a beach. I was like, you mean to tell me that they shot this video in two different places and then edited it together?
0: Yeah, I haven't I haven't that. gotten that far yet, but I've been watching some Instagram reels on how to do that. So it's a learning curve, right? So it's like anything. It's the same It's the same when you're learning about network marketing, right? And how you build confidence in anything you do. So you start with this idea that you wanna create something and then you sit in massive resistance over it because you're afraid that someone's gonna judge me or what if I don't do it right? Or what if I fail? And so we kind of procrastinate and then we're like, okay, I'm just gonna take messy action and we do the thing. And then we gather feedback. We're like, okay, this worked, this didn't. Next time I'll do this. This is what people like. This is what they don't like. And we take all that feedback and we refine our process and then we repeat messy action. And then we gather feedback, we refine the process, we take messy action. So we we go into this loop of action, feedback, refinement, repeat, and eventually you get to mastery. And then mm-hmm. once you're at mastery, you're like, okay, well, I have to do something different from here. So then what's the next thing that I'm going to do? So like, you know, we were literally just talking about this. Like, I feel really great about Instagram. I know how to use it. And then they introduce reels. And it's like, oh, I have to learn this new thing all over again. And I, should, I thought I was doing really great at, and this is how we build confidence. This is how we build skills. And so I think just even having that mindset of taking messy action and gathering feedback and what can I learn from this and how can I refine it helps me do scary stuff every single time because I know it's not going to look perfect and I'm open to that process of learning and growing. And so yeah, I'm kind of like a I'm I'm no reels expert, right? But I am on this call you are don't worry about (laughs) it. On this call
1: you've got the title. Let let me ask you because I think for I'm 41. Okay. I'm not going to ask you to tell your age. But I think there becomes a certain point in time in our lives that we stop learning in general, right? You know, we, we start thinking we know it all or we just stay in the comfort zone of the things that we do know. So let me ask you this from a different perspective because people that are listening in, some of them already get what you're talking about. Some of them are like, why the hell are you spending my time talking about Instagram reels and shooting videos in my living room? What What's so important about this? I've always said that the, the challenge with network marketing is nobody teaches marketing. And so it's it's kind of like oxymoronic. so what did that do for you to have those followers now and have that virality to that post? And what does that mean for a network marketer that you're encouraging to get into this kind of branding stuff?
0: Hmm. well i I want to just share a little bit of um, perspective because I think it's important to understand um like the why behind it and When I got into network marketing, I had a specific skill set that allowed me to have success. I had been doing sales for 15 years in the financial service industry. I understood relationship management. So the selling part was easy for me. I had just um, started doing fitness competitions. So I was known for a specific thing. So I already had a reputation in one area and I had a big network. So those three things allowed me to have success very quickly. Mm-hmm. But where the learning curve for me was in network marketing was personal development and leadership development, because I realized that in order for my business to grow, I had to grow. And if I was having a plateau, it my business was just reflecting back to me. The opportunities that i had for growth and i started to get to a point in my business where i knew the systems like i would go to leadership development trainings for my company and it was like the same information just put through a different filter
1: mm-hmm. and
0: i started to feel like okay i i'm still not growing in the way that i want to grow and when i look to my left and i look to my right everyone around me is in my network marketing company. And that's great. I have a great network. I love these people. They inspire and motivate me. But if I really want to start thinking like an entrepreneur and a business owner, where do I need to go in order to grow? And what am I missing? And so again, through the power of social media, I started to observe people outside of my industry that were digital marketers and Mm -hmm. how they were branding themselves and how they were showing up. And So instead of continually investing my time and my energy in leadership development and business training within my organization, I started to invest in, well, I started to listen to different podcasts and read different books on sales and marketing and leadership development, but I started to buy courses and go to events that were outside my industry and Mm -hmm. join masterminds and hire one-to-one mentors that were outside of network marketing. So I could learn all the things about sales and marketing and funnels and branding and business and entrepreneurship, and then take all that and apply it to the system of network marketing. And I saw the importance of building a personal brand because at the end of the day, as much as you might think in network marketing that you are an entrepreneur, the simple facts are you don't own your business. You own not absolutely nothing. You don't have any control over the comp plan, the product right. distribution, the regulatory environment, That's and right. the only thing you do own is your reputation and the way that you show up in the world. And so, I think that um, it's so important that you are thinking like a business owner, mm-hmm. differentiating yourself, and really taking ownership for what are my strengths, what do I do really well, and what are my areas of opportunity for growth, and then go take ownership for that because you're your upline in network marketing is responsible to you, but they're not responsible for you. It's up to you to take ownership for like, how do I want to grow into the next version of me? And, you know, I learned a hard lesson through that process. My network marketing company actually ended up restructuring in 2019. So everything I had spent seven years building, you know, 5,000 members on my team, over a million dollar earner was gone within 60 days. And because Mm. I had branded myself and because I had built my network outside of the industry and because I had been thinking like a business owner and showing up as a personal brand when that happened, nothing, I mean, I don't want to say nothing changed, a lot changed, but it was very easy for me to pivot into the next version or next iteration of what it was I wanted to create because I wasn't, you know, Melissa Martin, the network marketing girl, I was Melissa Martin me. And Mm -hmm. network marketing was just a vehicle and a component. So, you know, when we talk about social media, social media is, is basically your calling card It's your website. Like, I mean, I have a website, but I don't even use it. Like social media is the way that, you know, you can show up and share your gifts and share your voice. And that's why it's so important that you start learning and thinking like a digital marketer and a brand, a brand person, if you're building a business online.
1: This is exactly what I was hoping that you would say, (laughs) because that's how I've been feeling too. You know, I think that for me, it wasn't, well, actually that did happen. The first company that I was in, they got bought out by a hedge fund and then just everything started changing. Mm -hmm. But what we start seeing a lot of is people jumping from company to company, right? Mm -hmm. Where they would be known as the life guy or girl and they would be known as the prepaid legal person and then next thing you know it's like oh wait, wait a minute now you're doing you know xyz company over here i can't i can't keep up with you and so i started seeing leaders that were doing it first where they would start start branding they would brand themselves as their team you know their mm-hmm. team name that they could take with them wherever they went where they brand themselves mm-hmm. as a network marketing coach as you've done and as as i've done and so many others are starting to do so If you had one piece of advice to somebody who was trying to like convince themselves that they need to be more active on social media, what would that one thing be? And and it doesn't have to be one thing, but the floor is yours. Just kind of encourage people to do so.
0: Well, I think it's like, it's a tool, right? It doesn't have to be the end all be all of how we build business, right? I mean, I know plenty of people that don't use social media to build their network marketing business, but it's a tool that you can leverage in your overall business model. And I think in the world that we live in now, it is important to have a presence on social media, but you don't own social media either. So there has to be a way that you are taking that community and drawing them somewhere else, whether it's a text message list. I'm a huge fan of text message marketing. I think if you're in network marketing and you're not investing in text message marketing, you're losing an opportunity to connect on a deeper level with people or Mm. email marketing, right? So if you are building a business on social media, you have to think of a way to take it from a platform that you rent and drive that traffic to a platform that you own. So that's number one. Number two is i would invite you into the exp- to explore what your resistance is to social media in the first place like what is the story that you're creating around your experience because to your point earlier about this this need to want to grow and learn like our beliefs are fixed by the time we're like between seven and 10 years old. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's the operating system that we run on our beliefs, drive our thoughts, which create our actions, which create our results and our reality. So if you have a belief that, um, everything on social media is negative and it's too time consuming and it sucks the energy out of you and, um, you don't have any success or you don't have enough followers, whatever, like whatever that belief is, you're going to continue to see the proof that that belief is real. Cause this is how our brains work. If we choose to believe something, we're going to, constantly look for validation that that belief is true no matter what it is i mean this is like relationships 101 if you think your partner's a jerk for leaving the toilet seat up you're going to see that toilet seat up all the time and you're gonna be like man he's a jerk you know like it's just gonna continue to reinforce so you have to choose your thoughts and beliefs wisely so number one is just feel into like what is the relationship that i currently have with social media what is the belief that i have around it and then ask yourself like could i choose a different belief? Could I choose a different reality? Could I shift the relationship that I have with this platform? And if I could, how can I make this work to my advantage? Like if I could create any relationship that I want with Instagram, what would that relationship look like? How would it feel? How would I show up? What kind of people would I attract? What kind of content would I post? And then start taking action from that place because it gets to be fun. It's just whatever lens that you're looking through right now is reinforcing the view that you see and if you want to see it through a different perspective you got to change the lens that you look through
1: do you have a particular like when you're when you're planning out your social media i don't know if you plan it out or if you uh farm it out to somebody else or how you come across this but do you find yourself speaking to your avatar a lot like your your dream client to work with Obviously you're working with network marketers. Do you post stuff directed towards them or, and, or, you know, with your stuff, do you see that that's who you're attracting? I guess that's a two part question for the same thing.
0: Yeah. So My, sort of my intention with social media is there's, there's two different sides to this. Right. And, and I, I'm kind of like a spiritual woo-woo person, but I'm also like very A-type like linear thinker. And this is the perfect definition of what I would call masculine and feminine energy, which we all have within us. And the masculine energy is the very like structured step one, step two, step three. So that would be like, you have to post at the same time every day and you have to post every day and you have to have this many hashtags and you have to post at this time. And like, there's a structure to that. But then there's also like the feminine side, which is creative and flow and fun, which says I have permission to use social media in any way that feels fun to me, because it's my expression of how I want to show up. So I allow these two different types of energies to live in the same place. And I filter it through this sort of like intention. And so this is an energy that when I'm sharing content on social media, my intention behind it is to educate to inspire and to connect. Like those are my core values when it comes to how I operate in my life, how I operate my business and social media is an extension of that. Right. So I'm always thinking through the lens of how can I inspire, connect and educate the person that I want to serve every single day. So yeah, it's a lot of network marketers, but I also think it's in general, it's like getting into the energy of, the person and where they're at and what is the thing that they really need to hear today. So it could be a man or a woman. It could be someone that's in network marketing or somebody that is an entrepreneur, or even just somebody that is like in a place in life right now where they're in the messy middle, or they're about to go through a transition. And I think that is a lot of, you know, what I went through. I think a lot of times we speak to the past version of us, um, So I would say 99% of the time I'm speaking to like the person that just needs to hear this message. If I'm in like a launch mode where I have a product that I'm getting to sell or like a group coaching program that I'm opening up and I know it's for this type of person specifically, I will be a little bit more intentional with my content, speaking a little bit more directly to that person. The pain points that they're experiencing, and how whatever it is that I'm offering can solve that problem. So, I kind of will be a little bit more broad on a regular basis of who I'm speaking to. And then I'm a little bit more strategic when it comes to like launching, but it's always through that filter of educate, connect, and inspire. And it's always coming from a truly aligned place of am I posting because I think I need to, or am I posting because I'm in the energy of service and I really want to?
1: That's good stuff. That's good stuff. I was I was about to ask you a follow-up question and then you just you took it away from me. Um, all right. Last question that I have for you. I know this only from seeing some of your posts that you've experienced this. Got a lot of female viewers, got a I'm saying viewers because this will be on YouTube as well. Got a lot of uh male viewers and listeners and people that are trying to get into this. When I first looked at social media, especially with the TikToks and the reels, it was like, okay, these people want attention, right? I didn't see any calls to action. I didn't see anything that was connecting to a business. But I know that sometimes it, when you're out there like that, you attract a different kind of energy than what you're really excited about. You like how I said that, right? Um, so good. How do you deal with that? because to me that feels like such a distraction that almost it's a deterrent for some people that even want to get in now if i know if i start doing this i'm gonna start getting people hit me up ask me for my numbers sending me pictures and all this other stuff how do you balance out that that negative energy so you can you know reap the the big benefits from from what you're doing
0: this is such a great question and it's very pertinent and timely, um, for where I'm at right now in my life. And it's been, um, a lesson for me too, of learning how to navigate this, um, and really, uh, stay rooted in my values and my boundaries and, and becoming very aware of like the reactions and the thoughts that I'm having and how it feels in my body and just like noticing attention as well. And, and it, again, it comes back to the intention behind posting and am I, Am I being 100% authentic and in my truth, regardless of what the outcome might be, right? Because one thing that you can never argue is your own truth. People might not agree with your truth. They might not like your truth. They may have their own opinions on your truth. But I think that when you are rooted in that and 100% confident in who you are, that it's naturally gonna be polarizing. Not everybody's gonna agree with what you have to say. It's not always gonna be received in the way that you wanna receive it. And so that's where the work starts to come in of like the boundaries and the congruency of like, am I really being true to myself? And so for me in this experience, very long story short, I transitioned out of my marriage in the end of 2019. And for all of 2020, I was very much single in the aspect of like, I wasn't dating. I wasn't having any connection with men. I was really doing my own work. And in the end of 2020, by the way, I congratulations
1: just, for that. Cause most people thank don't, you. don't do that.
0: You have to do the work, you know? I mean, that's, if you want the cycle to stop and you want something new, you got to do something you've never done before. So thank you. Yeah. But I knew that like, in order for me to grow into the next level and like a conscious partnership I had to start dating. And so I got to a point where I got on the apps and um, I had to navigate through this idea of rejection of like, I'm swiping no on all these people who are looking for connection and I'm just rejecting them. And that was like kind of the first uh, introduction to creating sovereignty within myself and boundaries of like, uh, yeah, like I, my I'm not available to everybody like mm-hmm. you. And this is whether it's men, women, dating, business, social media, network marketing, if you try to make yourself available to every single person on your team, you will not have capacity to do that. It's impossible. Like I grew a team of 5,000 people and at some point you have to empower them to um take ownership for their stuff as well and create boundaries. And so I'm seeing that now like in the dating world. So anyway, I got to a point where I was like dating eight guys at once and like very casually like I went on a couple dates, we were just texting a lot and I just I was like this is just too much. Like I don't have the bandwidth for this. So I like cut it off with everyone except for two men. And I was like, I don't want any of this energy and my energy field. And then my reel went viral on Instagram and my social media following went from 6,200 to 39,000 in two weeks. <laughs> and it was, no I ended up, I mean, there were so many things. I was launching a product at the time. I was navigating through some really challenging stuff in my personal life and it all kind of happened. And I ended up with a little bit of burnout and that's, I, I'm kind of like coming out on the other side of it but yeah, my DMs, my follow, like my, my whole social media platform blew up and my, um, audience went from 80% women and 20% men to 70% men and 30% women. So the universe was like, Oh, you want to like, stop dating all these guys. That's funny. I'm going to send 30,000 new men into your, your energy field. And so I think for me, it's been a huge lesson in learning, like discerning and this goes back to like the what's the weird thing I think everyone should try trust the gut like if it's a yes you can allow it into your space if it's a no you don't have to apologize for it being a no and um when you create boundaries and you choose not to engage with negative comments and you know I mean I've gotten some really interesting messages. Let's just say that. And I, would imagine. I, one, I, I don't know if you saw this, but I shared one on my Instagram where this guy slid in my DMs and said something so wildly inappropriate that it really took me back. And I wanted to like bash this guy. I want to screenshot his Instagram and throw it out there and be like, look <laughs> at this troll and blah 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 blah. But I realized that I was lowering my frequency to match his of whatever was behind that message. Like I had to really pause for a second and say, what kind of state of mind does this person have to be in to send this type of message to me? And really sit in that for a second and think, you know what, if I match his frequency, I'm magnifying that experience for him, whatever it is, and then I'm magnifying it for me. So I have a choice. I have a choice right? And I decided to not do that. And instead I started, decided to recognize that it's my work to do. And it's my responsibility to continue to show up and do my own work and be the light and lead from a place of love, because that's, what's going to create a ripple effect versus like you know, lowering myself to this person's level. And this person probably needs love. like they're they're <laughs> probably acting this way because they've had some sort of trauma or whatever in their life, and they just at the end of the day need love. So very long-winded answer. But, you know, I think it's um, part of putting yourself out there is knowing that not everybody is going to like what you have to say. They're going to have opinions. and it's not a reflection of you. It's really not a reflection of you. It's you are the catalyst to, their, like, action, but their action is solely based on their beliefs and their life experience and what they've been taught, what they've been going through. And sometimes you have to be the catalyst for people. Like, if if what I have to say upsets someone so much that they go out and take action because of it, and then the benefit for them is a life-changing experience, then that's just what it has to be, you know?
1: Yes, I do. I know this because my wife slid into my DMs. That's that's how I know. I
0: love that.
1: I'm just teasing because um, she's not here to defend herself. But that's what I always tell people is that she slid into my DMs, and people say, "Well, where did you guys meet?" And she's she's from the backwoods of Kansas, so I say we met on uh, FarmersOnly.com or. Uh, sometimes I'll say we met on blackpeoplemeet.com, but either way, uh, she gets completely embarrassed. So I'm going to have her listen to this episode so that she can hear her shout out, but I'm listen, you, you gave so much. I, I, I didn't have that many questions when we started, but the more you talked, I just, I had to get this, these nuggets from you while I could. So I really appreciate you spending some time with us. I know you have your own podcast. You want to give a quick, uh, plug for your own podcast.
0: I do. It's called Boldly Courageous, and you can find it on Spotify. You can find it on iTunes. It's on Podbean, and uh, yeah, this this as I as I mentioned is like one of my favorite things to do. So I I bring on guest experts. I do solo episodes. I talk on things like sales and marketing, sex and spirituality, money and abundance, all the things.
1: Good stuff. Okay, so I'll put that in the show notes as well. Boldly Courageous uh, is the podcast, and how can people who, who can't get enough of you, they want to learn more from you. How can they find you on social media? Give us all that stuff.
0: So Instagram is my favorite place and you can slide in my DMS. I do read all of them. I might not respond right away, but I do my best to at least acknowledge people and, and respond as, uh, as quickly as possible. But I'm at the Melissa Martin on Instagram and I'm on Facebook as well, but I really don't spend much time there.
1: You don't do that much. Okay. Mm-mm. I had a lot of fun today. Hopefully you did too. I did. Thank you. you. I hope that you will come back with us when you're at 9 million followers or something like that (laughs) and and share with us uh, how the experience is going. But again, truly thankful and uh, inspiring for especially for people like me, I'm going to probably go out and do my first reel this week.
0: I love it. Well, uh, I hope so. I hope you do. And please tag (laughs) me in it or share me so that I can share it and celebrate you. And just um, thank you so much for this. This was such a fun conversation. And I just want to acknowledge mm. you for the work that you're doing and the thank lives you. that you're changing. And I'm um, just, this just making this so fun. I love having, I could talk to you all day and that's just a testament to who you are and um, your passion for the work that you do.
1: Well, thank you very much. I am very passionate about this. I'm passionate about freedom and um, we're on our way. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much again, everybody. This is the real Melissa Martin on our Well, I guess I shouldn't say real because then they don't know if I'm saying R-E-A-L or Instagram R-E-E-L, Melissa Martin, but she brought the noise today. Uh, Folks, go check out all the rest of the podcast episodes. Go pick up her Boldly Courageous podcast and get after it this week. And we'll see you next time on the Defund Old School Network Marketing Radio Show.
0: Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life. Bye.